atonement of Jesus Christ. Some big words. <laughs> that basically means he died in our place. <clears throat> and the goal of this, uh, yeah, I said that right. We are human. In my newsflash, guys, if you didn't know, we're all human. And we've all sinned. Therefore, we deserve kind of some kind of punishment. I mean, who here has lived their whole life without any of your sinning? Not me, that's for sure. <laughs> so we deserve some punishment, and the Bible actually says we deserve death for that. And Jesus is the only one who can change that by offering himself up for us in our stead. So even though it might have been excruciating for Jesus to die and bear all of our sins, he needed to do it to fulfill his dream so that he could be a sacrifice for us because of his love for us. <laughs> So I'm going to turn in and focus on the next few verses for a minute. This is the rebuking session, <laughs> as I like to call it. So in the midst of Jesus having kind of these heavy thoughts, Peter comes and tells him that he should never die like that. I think I got a slide for this one. All right, so uh, <laughs> that's probably Peter. He's like, back off, Peter, hold up. <laughs> not, to, not the time for that. So a lot of you, I mean, I thought this when I was younger, when I read that, you're like, whoa, Jesus was kind of harsh with Peter a little bit there. Like, was that a little bit too harsh? So imagine you're Peter for a second. Your friend and your teacher starts talking about how he's going to die. What would you have done in that situation? Would you have felt alarmed or upset? Been like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You ain't going to die. <laughs> you're my teacher. How are you going to die like that? Don't do that. <laughs> Peter probably can't comprehend the importance of Jesus' sacrifice at this moment. All the emotions are getting to him. But, you know, Jesus realized that the world was in desperate need of a Savior. And that by Jesus being sacrificed and his blood covering over all of our sins and the Holy Spirit being sent down into our hearts is so much more important than anything we could comprehend. And Jesus wasn't going to let anyone get in the way of that dream, that vision. Not even Peter. Man, anyone who's against that kind of dream needs to get out of the way, because that's way too important to happen. <clears throat> so I'm actually going to play a video in a minute before I do. Uh, I just want to give you a little bit of context. Uh, <laughs> it's a little goofy. <laughs> I'm going to show a clip from an anime I was watching. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, called, it's called Boruto, and I don't know if you guys have ever watched that. It's like a, it's like a branched-off version of Naruto. It's pretty old. Anyway. So this main guy, Boruto, he was kind of in the middle of these two different nations, right? Our main guy, he's like, he's kind of friends with both nations, and he wants to insert himself in the middle. He doesn't want the war to happen. He, does, he wants peace, and he's kind of desperate to make a move because he has friends on both sides. We got one land, kind of the land of water, and then the other, land, the other tribe is more like pirates almost. Um, and the land of water are trying to like control the seas and the waves, and the pirates don't like that very much. So this, this rivalry is kind of coming up, and the war is about to break out. But Boruto, my main man, he doesn't want that to happen. So I think you can go ahead and play that clip now. I bet some of you have never watched an anime before, so that was probably weird. <laughs> but when I was watching that, I'm like, dang, that actually kind of touched me a little bit. I mean, that... <laughs> I mean, think about it, like, he didn't even live in either of those nations, and he was, he was kind of willing to give himself up as a total sacrifice. He probably, he probably understood that the situation was way bigger than himself, that even when he's giving his life, it might not even be enough to stop this war. I mean, he probably understood all that. But out of desperation and love for these people, he gave everything he had in an attempt to stop it. 
He couldn't just go home and ignore the problems that were breaking out in front of him. He was fighting for, some, for something so much bigger than himself and even more important than his own life. So now I'm going to make it a little personal here. <clears throat> so let me ask you guys, have you ever had a dream that you would give anything to attain? And how far would you be willing to go? So it's one of my dreams for H2O to welcome and reach international students and to truly welcome people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. I want to see people being filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to see more international core groups. I want to see more international students leading others in Christ because they understand that Christ loves every nation and wants everyone to be accepted and saved, no matter where they're from, to, and to be a living example of that. University, has, University of Michigan has over 50,000 students and has almost 9,000 international students as well. That's almost one in five. So one of my goals I want to see is that our church would grow to having at least 20% of our student representation and being international students. And I'm not going to stop there. I want to include our leaders. I want to 20% of our leaders to be international students too. And you know what? That's God's dream for this ministry too. And why? Because God is a God of the nations, and Christianity is not an American religion. It's for everybody. He wants our church to be a represent, representative of the area we're in. <laughs> and you know, my sermon's not even over yet. We're keep running. I still go. Keep going. <laughs> so now I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, verse 24 through 28, just one last time. Um, and I think I got a slide with a cross on it. Yeah. Oh, that's a burden right there. So here Jesus is kind of explaining in these verses what it means to be a disciple. And a disciple is kind of like a student or a follower. You know, you're following like this teacher. You're a disciple. He talks about taking up his cross and following him. The cross is kind of referring to a burden that's associated with following him. It's laying everything down to the altar, choosing to follow God's plans over your own. <clears throat> Those who only ever chase after their own wants and desires when they die, they'll actually eventually lose their soul. But there will be a great reward for those who place their hopes and dreams in Jesus and choose to follow his. So if you're feeling bad about doing something, then it might be the Holy Spirit trying to tell you to give that thing up so that he can work and do something greater in your life. So you might be asking yourself, like, does this mean I don't get to do anything I want anymore? <laughs> I mean, there's stuff I want to do. Like, what's, what's the deal with that? <laughs> Well, the answer is no. I mean, in fact, Jesus kind of wants you to enjoy life that he created and take pleasure in the things he created. It's it's even a good chance that God's the one who kind of placed those desires in your heart. could be stuff like books or sports, reading, video games. It could be people like your kids, your parents, your friends, etc. Like God's the one who put those things in your life. He doesn't, he doesn't want you to ignore it, you know, just because it's what you want to do. But what I'm talking about here is like if a situation arises where God asks you specifically to give something up in your life and then you refuse, well, that's where the problem starts, you see? <laughs> like God wanted you, God asked you to do something and you said no. You're kind of like saying, you're kind of saying to him like, you know, I know you created me and you told me to do this, but I'm going to do what I think is best for me. Like, eh, you're not, you're not really smarter than God, right? 
Okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes there are things we can't see or comprehend in situations our life has to offer us. And we kind of wonder if it's really best to trust God in those situations. We wonder, like, man, did God really want me to give 10% of my money to the church? Like, what am I gonna, where am I going to pay rent? Did God really want me to, uh, to go witness to that guy and like, make a fool of myself? Like, what if I get a bad reputation? I don't know, just random stuff, right? Random stuff we think about. <clears throat> Could be even major life decisions. Like, does God really want me to move to Michigan? I'm from Oklahoma. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> But how many times have you trusted in God even when things seem foolish for things to turn out way better than you could have ever planned? Me moving to Michigan was probably the most out of left, what is it, out of left field idea I ever had, to be honest. I was like, Michigan, what? <laughs> I went to college in Oklahoma. And, you know, I was applying for the scholarship and I ended up getting it, but I had to move to Michigan. I'm like, and I had like a week to make my decision. I asked my dad, I'm like, I'm not sure about this. And he's like, you got to make a decision. It's a big boy decision. <laughs> and, you know, I did make the decision, and I feel like that was God-ordained because, you know, I, find it, I got financially blessed through my job. This is where my ministry career started, and this is where I met my lovely fiancé. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I gotta take a water break for a second here, man. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, so we all have purposes in this life, and God has made a plan for each and every one of us here. We're all unique. Just because we have different wants and desires doesn't mean we can't all be used for God's glory. And actually, it's the opposite. When people of different personalities and cultures come together, it livens things up and makes things more interesting and fun. We can learn and grow from each other. So here's an analogy, Deja, actually. I keep talking about her. Here's an analogy Deja kind of helped me put up together. And it's about diversifying the church with different cultures and tongues. And kind of how it's like making a good soup. So I think I got a slide here. That's, that's looking pretty good. And you know we're having food right after this, so <laughs> you don't have to get mad at me about stirring up your appetite. <laughs> All right. So you can make a good soup with maybe like chicken and broth and some beans and a couple flavors. And it can be pretty good. Maybe some potatoes. But, I mean, soup's way better when you add more flavors in and make things more delicious, when flavors come together. This is, I don't know. Uh, maybe, Luke, what do you like putting in your soup? What's one of your favorite ingredients? Chicken? All right, we got chicken. How about you, Ethan? What do you like? Potatoes? Tammy, what do you like putting in your soups? Noodles. Man, this is going to be some hearty stuff. How about some spices? Can we get some spices? Joel, what do you like? Chili powder? Sorry, I keep on calling all the guys. Emily, what do you like? Onion powder? Tessa? Zucchini? Zucchini? Garlic? Man, this is getting pretty delicious. You know what I'm saying? I'm already getting hungry. <laughs> Parsley, oh, that's good. Man, that's good. I actually put some in my curry today. All right. All right, that's enough about food. We got to focus again. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so when we add all these spices together, we get this delicious result, and the flavors are coming together, and it can be astounding. So let me ask you guys, what dream has God placed in your heart? 
Is it maybe graduating college with good grades and getting your dream job at Amazon? Look at you, Derek. <laughs> or maybe maybe you want to work with robots and you want to work at a company and shine as a light for Christ in your job. Where's Irvin? Where's my boy? There you are. All right. I'm just calling everyone out. Joshua, you too. <laughs> but the point is, whoever you are, we all have different dreams in our hearts. And we're all made for a purpose. God has created us all to be unique, and there's nobody who can be you better than yourself. So now I'm actually, I'm going to ask the band to come up now. I'm going to close here in a minute. (laughs) Thanks, Elliot. Man, I was really touched by that worship earlier. I was about to start crying. I was just thinking about how how I ended up here and, like, preaching in an international service. A little old me, Oklahoma me, would have never thought that. What's going to happen? <laughs> Man, Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's a nice place. You should visit there. <clears throat> but yeah, as the band starts playing here, I just want to ask you guys a few questions. So maybe, maybe this is your first time visiting today, and you don't really know what kind of dreams you have for your own life. Well, guess what? There is someone who does know your dreams because he's the one who gave them to you. And his name is Jesus. (laughs) And his name is Jesus. And the easiest way to find the dreams that are in your heart is to get to know the one who created you and put those dreams in your heart. So if you're here today and you would like to know Jesus personally, then I invite you to come up during this this altar time and pray with us and accept him into your life today. And maybe you already do have dreams for yourself, but you haven't really been following God's will for your life as closely as you would have liked. I invite you today to rededicate yourself to the Lord and follow his plan so that you don't stray far from the course that he set for you, that you could stray that you could stay on the straight and narrow. That you could give him everything you got and lay it all down for him. I'm going to say a quick prayer for you guys and I'm going to give it up. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this awesome service and this awesome worship we've had today. I pray for our lives that whatever dreams you put in our hearts, that we would really be able to see them come to fruition. We know you love us and you want to see see some happiness and joy in our lives. I pray that you would help us to stay on the straight and narrow, to help us commune with you every day and to really keep you at the center of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.